Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Maggie Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is the other host of this show, none other than Zach, Best Bros Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man? I'm chilling, as I usually do. Today was a pretty lax day, but, you know, I'm pretty happy because we're in the midst of spooky season that is Halloween. My favorite season of all time. Paul's the best. We've said it many times. Yep. Easy especially class. especially October. Yes, I love me the spooky season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I still haven't gone, like, apple picking or pumpkin picking or anything, and that deeply hurts my soul. It's unfortunate, but, you know, you've got some time. You can still yeah. do it in November. Yeah, true. Pumpkin picking's not as fun in November, but apple picking is still a thing. Apple picking is still a thing, yes. I would love cider. to just go apple picking and make, I would say, I would love to go apple picking and make my own cider or I apple pie or something. Oh, warm cider on a cold day. Oh, Oh, I have some cider in my refrigerator from oh, lucky from Delicious Orchards. I might go uh, heat up after this. Oh, that's, that's the good shit right there. Yo, you ever have I either be, you ever have the apple cider donuts from Delicious Orchards? Yes, actually, absolutely bomb. Oh my god, I had some of those the other. I had some of those last week. God, love I had life. A while ago, but I remember I had it. And I was like, this is this is just amazing. So good, so why, good. Why have I not heard of this sooner? Yo, you know what you should get next what? time. Next time, next time we're hanging out, we have to go to Delicious Orchards because they have. Have you ever gotten their apple cider slushy? No. They have they have their homemade apple cider in slushy form, and you can get it with vanilla ice cream, this, like in one cup. This is blowing my mind. My guy, it's so good. Like what? It's, so good. What? It sounds... It's an apple slider slushy and also vanilla ice cream in the same cup. And man, that thing is good no matter no matter when you eat. Like you could it, you could leave it and just let it melt and be mm. like a weird like melted vanilla ice cream apple cider. It's like a mix. float then. My guy, it's like an apple cider float. It sounds <laughs> it's delicious. So good. You can drink it, it's good. You can just eat it, it's good. Like it's good always. 
this is a problem because now I'm gonna be th- <laughs> I'm not gonna be thinking about this in this episode. Listen, just come hang out. We'll go to Delicious Orchards. We'll grab some apple cider slushies, and then we'll be happy. Very true. Very true. Because they're bomb. They are bomb. And anyone AF, who apparently. lives in the New Jersey area should go get them. Yes. At some point or another. Correct. Because uh, they're worth it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not here to talk about apple cider. This is not a, an apple cider podcast or a fall podcast. Uh, this is Independent Waters, and we are here. To, we are here to bring you on our journey through the independent wrestling seas. Me and Zach were little little indie wrestling babies when we first started this show, and yeah, now yeah. we have blossomed into beautiful independent wrestling sunflowers. And we are uh, we're trying to bring that that love to you and spread the love to everyone who's listening to the show. Uh, so Zach, why don't you enlighten us and let us know what matches you brought to the table this week? I brought Marius Alani versus Mike D. Vecchio at GFW. And I also brought Savannah Evans versus Davian versus Holly Dead versus Ruthless Lala at BCW's Queen of the North 2. Nice. Mm-hmm. What you got? Well, I brought to the table Megan Bain versus Masha Slambovich from our old our old go-to Beyond Wrestling. And I brought Loki versus Ninja Mac from Loco Wrestling. Nice, that should be... Oh, I'm... Both of those matches, I'm curious to see how they went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, the match we both took a look at is a surprise, which we will save till later, so stay tuned to hear uh, the match we both checked out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, who started off last week? You did. So why don't you kick us off with your first match of the week? Let's go with... We'll go with Alani and Vecchio. All right. I, I was in a uh, mood to see some German... Federation, uh, some German brand indie wrestling for some reason. Don't know why. And this is what I found. A stiff, hard-hitting match that, and if that's your thing, then you'll really like this fucking match. So, small story going to this match. Vecchio made his G, his GWF debut, and was just starting to, like, get going. Like, he had some momentum. Then the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. The man he beat on his debut was Ani. But now, oh, interesting. Ani has gained momentum and is challenging for the Berlin Championship in his next match. So both these guys mm. want to prove who's better than the other one. And on top of that, Ani was goaded into this match by the champ, Harding. So there's okay. a lot going into this match. Both these men have history. Both of them have their own goals they want to achieve. Starting off, these two immediately lock up until they have to be separated into the corner. Or in the corner. Once they separate, they then exchange holds until Vecchio shoulder tackles Ani to the mat. And after a bit of a break, the two lock up again, Ani getting the upper hand with a side headlock. Vecchio gets out of this by straight up just picking Ani off, up, and throwing him across the ring. Note, both these lads are quite large. It's a pretty good way to start a match. Yep, they're both also very large lads who probably look like they could rip my head off if they wanted to. So mm-hmm. him just chucking him across the ring just gives you a good idea of their strength. So Ani lands on his feet. And the face this then rapidly picks up. They two of them duck, dodge, counter each other until Ani knocks Vecchio down with a drop kick. Vecchio goes to return to the corner, and Ani is right on him with consecutive and heavy strikes. Like he tries to retreat back, and he's just beating his ass down. And this goes on until Vecchio catches him in midair as he tries to running hit him with something, and he tosses Ani with an overhead suplex and falls up with a spear in the corner. However, he goes for it a second time. And Ani dodges out of the way, but as he runs at him, Vecchio catches him 
and slams him to the ground with a sidewalk slam backbreaker. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bada-bing. Indeed. So after this exchange, you get this brief moment of rest between the two before they go back and forth again, this time exchanging stiff combinations of strikes until Vecchio goes for a suplex. And while Ani does get out of the suplex, he goes to kick the side of Vecchio's head, and Vecchio swats his leg away and just decimates him with a meaty form. Woof. He then goes for the suplex again, and just when you think he's going to hit it, though, Ani hits him with his own suplex instead out of nowhere. The two of them okay. are spent, so they each slowly get to their feet at the same time, and Ani is the first to get the initiative as he pummels Vecchio with knees to the chest. <laughs> Damn, them. dude. Yeah, exactly. Just knees his man in the chest, throws him into the corner, and even though Vecchio then counters an Irish whip from him, so Ani ends up going to the corner. Ani, quick to counter this, Hops over him as he charges him in the corner, and then high knees him in the face. Damn. He then snap mares him out of the corner and drop kicks him in the upper back area. Vecchio nice. is able to kick out, though, so Ani picks him up in a fireman's carry, and Vecchio counters this into a waist lock. But Ani okay. counters that with a victory roll, but once Vecchio kicks out of that, he tries to superkick Ani. Ani grabs his ankle, kicks out his other leg, and then locks him into an ankle lock, which, as commentary told me, is a finisher of his. He oh, has yeah? locked him for a long time. Vecchio is forced to drag and crawl his way to not submitting or try to get out of this hold. He endures it the whole time, though, until he uses his massive legs to just flip over and shove Ani off of him. He then charges him in the corner, only for Ani to roll him up. But then as he's rolling him up, he lets him go, so that as Vecchio gets up, he kips up. And he kicks him in the side of the head with kind of like a Gamangiri kind of. Oof. Mm-hmm. So feeling himself at this point, Ani goes for the Superman punch. It's another one of his either signatures or finishers. But Vecchio not only dodges it, but he just straight up super kicks him in the face. Oh, Two of them are off their feet again. Spent again. As you can tell, these two are pretty much given their A game. And eventually at the ref's count of eight, the two get to their feet, wobble towards the other one, and they just slug it out. Every strike you think of right here. Mm-hmm. At least a variety of them. And though the first to really get the upper hand is Ani, who hits a flurry of strikes. And he kicks out Vecchio's legs then. Goes to knee him in the face. Vecchio catches his knee. Dodges another Superman punch. Fucking springboards off the middle rope to catch him with a fucking cutter out of nowhere. Doesn't get him the win, though. So he's like, alright, oh. fuck it. Goes to powerbomb Ani. But is met with a spitting heel kick to the side of his head. Ani then lifts him up into the fireman's carry again, goes for his diamond driver finisher, but Vecchio wiggles out of it and locks him in a sleeper hole. And unfortunately for him, not only does Ani get out of this hole, but then he damn near knocks him out with an absolutely disgusting-looking Superman punch that he falls up with a running knee to the face. Brutal. And yet Vecchio kicks out of that again. So Ani picks him up once more. Vecchio tries to fight back by hitting a big boot into his face, but Ani quickly responds by picking his ankle, locking him in an ankle lock once again, and right when the match is at its peak, at its climax, in comes the fucking Berlin champ Harding, who proceeds to beat the shit out of Ani. Match ends in a fucking DQ. Holy moly. The only... The bright side of this, though, is it doesn't really last long, because Ani grabs his ankle as he's beating him down and locks him in the ankle lock, and then he instantly taps before rolling to the outside. So technically speaking... Ani won, but no one's really happy with the results, especially Harding, who thought he'd get a cheap ambush and instead ended up tapping out like a bitch. This match was great. 
I had a really good time with this match. I think I'm going to give okay. it... I'll give it a high man. Nice. Very nice match. If you're into, like, that stiff, hard-hitting, like, kind of technical-style wrestling, and then if you want, like, a little bit of sprinkle of high-flying shit in there, this match is for you. Sounds, sounds like my kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into my first match of the week. Yeah. We got... I'm going to start with Megan Bain taking on Masha Slamovich from Beyond Wrestling. Nice. Uh, this match starts off hard and fast when these two... Uh, these two kind of look like size each other up a bit. Mm-hmm. And then they start shoving each other. Okay. And uh, they lock up. Uh, Slamovich pushes Bane into the... Or no, Bane pushes Slamovich into the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the ref is like, all right, break it up, get out of the corner, get out of the corner. Bane keeps, like, taunting Slamovich during this. <laughs> and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, back up, back up, do it. And Slamovich gets pissed and just slaps the crap out of Bane. <laughs> oh, and then, my God. But then Bane, like, looks up and just grabs Masha by the head and just starts rocking her with elbows. Ooh, okay, she actually, okay, talk shit, backed it up. Damn. Yeah, yeah she fucking did. Uh, like, lands a flurry of elbows into the corner on Masha. Then Masha answers back with some elbow strikes of her own in the corner. Uh, then Masha is in control for a little bit, uh, Then, she, but at one point she tries to go off of the, the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she goes for, like, a double axe handle off the top rope, and she jumps, and Bane just, like, turns around and just kicks her out of the air, right in the <laughs> gut. <laughs> okay. And then for, like, most of this match, for, like, a while, this is Bane in control, right? Like, Megan Bane is just, like, ripping Masha apart. Uh, and every time Masha gets a little bit of momentum, Bane's like, no, 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 that's funny. And just shuts her right back down. Huh. I uh, never thought I'd hear the words Masha Samovich and dominated for a while in the same sentence, but here we are. Yeah, right? You would think, you would think Masha would be the one doing the, the winning here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, like I said, every time she gets a little bit of momentum, Bane shuts her down. Uh, there's one big back suplex from Bane, uh... When Masha gets hung up on the ropes at one point, uh, Masha Masha is able to land some strikes here and there and get some big hits in. Okay. Uh, like, there's one point where uh, she nails a big running knee onto Bane. Like, she, like, pops up and uh, goes off the ropes and, like, hits almost like the Daniel Bryan knee. Gotcha, gotcha. Onto Bane. Uh, and both of them go down. The ref, like, starts... The ref gets to, like, seven before either of them, like, move. Oh, shit. Uh, there's one point where, uh, Masha is able to hit a, uh, she, like, she's, like, in the corner, and Bane goes to, like, run and do, like, a, you know, like, when they spin around and try to do the elbow, or, like, do, like, a body splash? Mm -hmm. She, like, turns herself, tries to do, like, an elbow, but Masha ducks underneath it, slides through Bane's legs, and then just, like, kicks both of her legs up and kicks Bane in the jaw. Oh! (laughs) Which finally finally lets her get some momentum up. Because after that, this, like, that kick rocked Bane, and Masha was able to nail, like, a series of kicks 
that, that she was like going off the ropes. She was hitting uh, Instaguri. She was hitting flying, like spinning heel kicks. Uh, she was just nailing them. And uh, she goes, uh, she hits a German suplex. Uh, she hits a German suplex on Bane. Goes to run, hit her with another one. But Bane is able to counter it, that second one, uh, into a Samoan drop. Because, like, she got like, Masha goes to suplex her, okay. and then Bane, like, pushes her and spins her out. She picks her up and just drops her. Okay. Uh, Masha kicks out of that. Oh, then, shit. Uh, Masha gets, Masha gets Bane down again, gets up on the top rope after she fights back, nails Bane with a missile drop kick, mm-hmm. goes for the pin, Bane kicks out. Ooh. Then, Bane, uh, after, after kicking out of the missile drop kick, Bane gets up, uh, nails Masha with a couple of strikes here and there, and then out of no, completely like out of nowhere it felt, she nails her finisher and wins the match. Oh wait, what? Yeah. This one was a quick match. Hmm. It was good, but it was quick. It was like a lot of, it was just a lot of, uh, like there was really nothing crazy noteworthy. It was this, a lot of this match was mostly just like, Bane wearing Masha down and Masha trying to get the punches back in, but she, like, just can't get that momentum going. Mm. Uh, and then when she does get the momentum going, it doesn't last very long, and Bane keeps shutting her down, um, and eventually you know, Bane just ends up winning, using all that momentum she stole from Sasha. I was literally sitting there, I'm like, wait. For damn. Masha, sorry. Well, shit, she actually just, well... <laughs> you know, you're yeah. not very often where you just get a match where it's just, like, and, yeah, the person that dominated the whole match won. Yeah, it's like, they, you know, they hit her finisher. She hits her finisher. Match is over. That doesn't happen a lot anymore. Nope. <laughs> you know, a lot of matches are like, finisher, kick out, finisher, kick out. It's like, okay, they're called finishing moves, right? Uh, at that point, you, they become signature moves. And this part, it was a finishing move because uh, Megan Bain ends up getting the win here. Over me. Masha Slamovich, uh, yeah, it was a big win. Uh, really, really solid matchup. I know, I I know it was fast, but like I said, like nothing really of note happened. Like there was no like big crazy spots that mm-hmm. I was like super super like blown away by. It was mostly just like a solid, good, by the books wrestling match. You know, gotcha. Where just one person just overpowered the other. Uh, Masha looked like Masha didn't look weak. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it was just Megan Payne looked a little stronger, and gotcha. it was Makes sense. and it was cool. It's like it look, it feels it to me. What this feels like is beyond trying to build up Megan Bain a little bit as this uh, as another like monster heel. Mm-hmm. You know, since Slamovich is appearing on AEW more now. Yeah. So that's what this felt like to me, and that's what I assumed it was. But either way, solid matchup. I'm going to give it a high mad. These two did a solid job. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What is your second match of the week? Let's go to the big four-way match that I talked about before. Yes, please. I've been dying to hear about this one. This was a pretty good no-DQ match between these four. So starting off this match is Holly Dead, who's like, all right. So, actually, before I say this, I should say the, the context. Um, if I recall correctly, this is a, I think it's like a monster brawl match. Basically, like, who's the best monster? So all these women are like... A no monster being... mash. A monster mash. Oh. <laughs> all 
can't remember the name of the exact match right now, but basically they're competing to see who's like the best monster of the North. So all four of these women are strong in their own right. So mm-hmm. Ali Dad's like, alright, alright. Let's all see who's actually the strongest. So she like puts her hands up and all four of them, you know, go for a little bit of a test of strength. And just a four way to... test of strength? I know, right? They're all like in a big circle. Kind of looks like a cult meeting, but you know, fun one. <laughs> And just as they're about to, like, clasp each other's hands, she just sucker punches Lala with several heavy forearms. Which, as a result, means that Evans then attacks her, then Davian attacks her, then Dahali Den ends up double-chopping Davian's chest. It's like a big hole, like, one person attacking the other one, until Holly did after the big chop from Davian onto Davian's chest, goes for a double-handed choke slam, but Davian counters it with probably one of the best-looking X-Factors I've ever ca- seen, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Like, she lifted her up, and she kicked off of her, like, knees, and just X-Factored her. It looked great. I X-Factors are very, again, one of those moves where I'm like, it's hit and miss. X-Factor can look devastating, or it could, or look, it could like look like nothing. a move where I'm like, I don't believe you hurt that person at all. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is not the case, though, thankfully. So after this, Davy ends in control. Well, you think Davy would be in control, but shortly afterwards, she's sent to the outside after she runs at Lala, and Lala just kind of pulls the top rope out on her, and she falls to the outside. Mm-hmm. Lala now faces off with Evans. The two go back and forth, exchanging heavy chops, and then Lala goes to chop Evans, but then she stops short because Evan, like, kind of, like, she closes her eyes, and she goes to, like, block it, right? So she stops, mm-hmm. and Evan then looks up, like, wait, what the fuck? And then she just pokes her in the eye. <laughs> Okay. While she's able to then Irish whip Evans, Evans counters it by hitting her with a Luthez Prez before then biting her head. Great. Yes. <laughs> so Davian then rolls into the ring, boots Evans in the face, which sends her to the outside. Immediately, Evans and Holly dead, who is now arisen from the outside, start to brawl. So Davian gets on the apron, and she's like, all right, maybe I'll try to hit them. Except then the two just move to the other side of the ring, unknowing that she's there. Where they reconvene with Lala. And then as the three of them start fighting, Davian follows them. Does like a little like, oh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, like cross on her chest. And then she just nice. running sentons off the apron, knocking all of them out. Oh, damn. So then after this, the four then separate into two groups of two. Holly dead Davian, Lala Evans. To be honest, though, and this is kind of one of the downsides of this match, it's hard to keep track of what's happening at this point in the match. Because each group is on the opposite side of the ring, and I'm pretty sure that they only have one main camera. Okay. So it's hard to keep track, but I'll do my best to... I'll do my best that now. That is indeed a bummer. So on Lala and Evan's side, Lala gets a paddle, and she starts to smack and spank the living shit out of Evans. <sighs> okay. Yep. Not what I was expecting here, except as like you, as this is happening on the other side, Holly Dead has wiped out Davian with a suicide dive, and like you can hear Lala like smacking her with this paddle. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, as these, after she wipes out Davian... Evan sets up a chair, sets is set up in a chair on top of a fan by Lala, who then delivers a massive chop to her chest. At the other side of the ring, Holly Dead gets a chair from under the ring. While that's happening, Evans counters an Irish whip and sends Lala crashing into several of the chairs and the wall of the building. Holly Dead, now with the chair in hand, beats down on Evans, and the two are the as they're the only two left standing because she's knocked out Davian with the suicide dive. By the way, just to save you the time, Davian basically dies from the suicide dive for a while. Like she's just gone, and not commentary's like, "Yeah, Davian's dead." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I mean, she's dead. She's dead." So with the two of them now beating each other down, Holly Dead quickly rolls Evans into the ring before standing, leg dropping her face once, 
then grabbing the chair that she got, putting it on top of her face, and then leg-dropping the chair into her face. Somehow, though, Evans kicks out. As Holly Dead goes back for her, she sees Lala is back on her feet. So she's like, alright, get fucking, get in here. I'll fucking fight your ass right now. And upon entering the ring, Lala shoves Holly Dead into the corner and beats her down for a bit. But Holly Dead counters an Irish whip from her before hitting her with a massive big boot in the corner. She then gets Lala in a fireman's carry, but Lala gets out of the hold and hits a spinning back kick and then a clubbing blow over Holly Dead's back. She then says, night-night, and knocks Holly Dead off her feet with a meaty chop to the chest before then hitting her with a running senton. So next up, Evans, now recovered from what Holly Dead has done to her, gets back into the ring and knocks Lala on her ass with a boot to the face. Following this up, Evans leaves Lala sitting in um like in the middle of the ring, runs the ropes, boots her in the face once more. Back from the dead, Davian gets into this match by beating up Evans in the ring for a little bit until she forms her in the chest, whips her into the corner, and hits Davian with a running body splash. Seeing Holly dead in the other corner, Evans goes after her, but Holly dead ends up fighting back and taking them both to the outside. Repeating what happened before, Evans is once again placed in a chair on top of a fan and chopped in the chest. However, at some point during this, Evans is able to swap places with Holly Dead and get some payback with a chop of her own. While this is going on, Lala's gotten a trash can lid and is beating Davian over the head with it in the ring. (laughs) What a great transition that was. Exactly. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. In the ring. Bang, bang, (laughs) bang. 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 (laughs) While that's happening, though, back to the outside, Holly Dead actually was able to fight back off the chair and gets Evans back in the chair with the fan once again. Holly Dead then goes to running boots Evans, and Evans dodges out of the way. The fan she was sitting on did not. So the camera didn't catch this, really, but announcers, the announcers sell this like death. Like, oh my god, she just kicked the fan in the face. Oh no. Security's taking, like, you'd hear the like, fan. like, security's taking him out of the ring. He's getting a medical assistance. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, shit. Wasn't expecting it. That poor fan. Nice. So right after Holly Dead kicks the fan in the face, the camera pans back to the ring where Lala has Davian locked in a label lock. And Evans breaks this up by getting right back into the ring and then kicking her off of Davian. After this, all four get into the ring, look at each other for the first time in this match, after the beginning, and then it just starts a big old brawl. Back and forth Mm -hmm. they go until Holly Dead levels Davian with the boots to the face. Holly Dead then gets wiped up by a cutter from Lala, and then Evans takes Lala out with a stunner. Yikes. Yep. Quick to pick up the pieces from here, Davian snaps suplexes Evans into the corner and then tries to pin her, but and then Lala, but they both kick out. Like she pins Evans, kick out, goes to Lala, kick out. She gets pissed off by this. And then because she's pissed off, she hits her awesome looking like running drop kick on like a prone Evans in the corner, which sends her into the pole. Okay. She then goes out of the ring, goes underneath for some plunder, and pulls out a fucking door. Commentators are like, "Why is there a door in the ring?" And, I'll, and they're in Jersey, by the way. So I'm like, "Boy, you've you've not been to GCW. We we got them fucking tables in this bitch, bro. Not even tables, <laughs> doors. This is normal for us. This so, is normal for us. We we're used to this." Mm-hmm. So then she sets it up in a corner, tries to put Lala through it, but Lala ends up clapping her with a swift right hand to the face. She then lifts her onto her shoulders and ends up putting Davian through the door with a Death Valley driver. Awesome looking spot, by the way. The door completely exploded. Great selling by Davian. Good spot. Nice. The door didn't get the door. The door didn't go go into business for itself. No, I am the door. 
Holly Dead then gets back to the ring, swings for the fence at Lala with the chair, and even though Lala ducks it and gets her to drop the chair, Holly Dead ends up spine-busting her onto said chair. This then just leaves Holly Dead and Evans up to go back and forth, trying and failing to hit the other one with a big boot until they both collide with clotheslines, but neither one drops. So they try again, and again, and neither one, but they try again, and neither one budges. Damn. So they go, so they're like, all right, let's go for a third time. So Holly Dead's like psyching up to the crowd. She's like, right, I'm going to knock this bitch out right now. Easy, clap. And while she's got her back turned, Evans just looks at the chair and she just slowly picks it up. And then she brains Holly Dead over the head with it when she turns around and hits her with a release dragon suplex onto that chair for the win. Nice. All that being said, I wasn't as into this match as I was hoping I was. But man, granted, that might be because the pacing was a lot slower than I probably preferred it to be. Mm-hmm. And it was also hard to follow at certain points of the match, so that might have taken me out of it too. I'm going to give this match a meh for me. Solid okay. match on all, their reg- on all their efforts. I guess I just wanted a bit more out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. A Death Valley driver spot, though. Nothing's more satisfying than the sound Seems- of, a, of a door breaking. Brutal. The door breaking was very satisfying to hear, but that's like anything, really. I'm just so glad the door broke. I... If I got an I am the door spot on a Death Valley driving to the corner, I, I've seen it all at that point. I don't know what else I can fucking see in wrestling. Yeah, right? I've seen everything. I've seen doors not breaking. I've seen, I've seen ladders I've breaking. I've seen it all, baby. <laughs> that one door, <laughs> or they just refuse to fucking break. That always happens. There's always the one. Always the one. There's always one door that tries to go into business for itself. <laughs> Get itself over. How dare you? Yeah. Pay your really. dues door. Pay your two store. Put over the younger guys, you asshole. <laughs> You've been around forever. Come on, your cousin the table does it all the time. <laughs> Look uh, how good people. Alright. Anyway. <laughs> Go hit me with your second match. <laughs> anyway, my next match is Low Key versus Ninja Mac from Loco Wrestling. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about this. Oh, man. This match was absolutely bonkers. Um, yeah. Because this was very much hard-hitting, hard-hitting heavy strikes versus the high-flying Ninja Mac, right? right? Yeah. Like, Loki was trying to use the his striking power and his striking skills, and Ninja Mac was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm going to flip around you like a motherfucker. <laughs> You're not going to be able to hit me. And this is evident. This is evidenced in the beginning of this match where these two are in a collar, old collar and elbow, and then they and they keep like they chain. They're doing some chain wrestling, and they're putting each other in waist locks, and they keep mm-hmm. tra- they keep like switching who's in the waist lock, who's in the waist lock, who's in the waist lock, and then eventually Loki gets uh, gets in position in front of uh, Ninja Mac mm-hmm. to do like the snapmare where he like brings him over. Yeah. But to get out of this, he does the snapmare, and Ninja Mac springboards off of the knee with, with his hand, springboards off of the knee that Loki planted and does a front handspring and lands on his feet. Well, fuck. That yeah. was overly extravagant, but as sick as it was, that, that was awesome. Yeah, he does a snapmare. Uh, so Loki goes for a snapmare. Fucking Ninja Mac lands on his feet. Like, what is that shit? Like, it's just hard to and then, Loki, this motherfucker. Yeah, and then Loki goes to run the ropes. Ninja Mac leapfrog uh, dodges him once, leapfrogs over him the next time, and then the third time, 
low-key does like a forward roll, and mm-hmm. Ninja Mac jumps in the air backwards, lands on his hands, and then springs up off his hands and lands back on his feet. Well, fucking god damn. And I, then I, they just land and they're looking at each other face to face, and it's so sick. That's there's so much just what's the word I'm looking for? There's so much like flair to that that was unnecessary, and I absolutely fucking loved it. <laughs> that's Ninja Mac, baby. That's what yeah. he does. <laughs> but yeah, it, like I said, it's very hard hitting versus very high flying, and it's very fun. Yeah, like very quick reversals, like very quick reversals and moves, very high impact moves here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninja Mac is du- ducking and dodging like all of Loki's offense at one point. Yeah, like it's just ridiculous. And then uh, he lines up for a like a corkscrew body splash. Okay. Like after that, after that first exchange, they kind of just like mess around for a while. Like they uh, they just keep going. They like circle around each other for like two, like maybe like a minute and a half. They just like circle and are like, huh? Okay. Staring each other down, they get into some collar and elbows here and there. Low, like low key, like sort of gets some offense in, but not really. At one point, uh, low key is trying to land a ton of offense, but Ninja Mac is dodging like every single one of his shots. And at one point, Ninja Mac like counters one and does an insiguri, knocks Loki to the ground, mm-hmm. hits like a a corkscrew body splash. Okay. Lands on Loki. Loki kicks out and rolls to the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Then, while Loki is just getting his bearings on the outside, oh, he goes to, like, get back up on the apron, and Ninja Mac just, like, forward drop kicks him off. <laughs> and while he's getting up, uh, Ninja Mac runs off the ropes, do- turns around, does, like, four back handsprings, and then moonsaults over the top rope. Jesus fucking Christ! Out, what? out of outside the ring, onto Loki. What? That's, that's some clear. That's some what in tarnation? Have I ever fucking heard it? Oh yes, sir. But he does this moonsault onto Loki, but Loki sees him coming and he takes a step to the side and just like lifts his knee up right into Ninja Max's oh. gut as he's coming down with the moonsault. <laughs> Ah, uh, he did the Samoa Joe, except instead he's like, you will walk into my knee now. Yeah, he like, he, he like, hopped to the side and was like, nope, bam! And just nailed, like, a ridiculous knee strike. Like, I picture it like, one of those knee strikes in, like, anime where they hit him in the knee, and then it takes, like, a second, and they're like, Pooh! you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just like... Like, where it hits them, and they're like, their body reacts, and then, like, ten reaction. seconds later, they, like, cough up blood. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. what it felt like. That's some anime shit right there. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me when he just just literally off of like, dude, dude did like four back handsprings and then like just goes woo over the top. It was nutty. Ninja Mac is nuts. Ninja <sighs> Mac is like a superhero. Yes, he is. Uh, anyway, Loki caught him with that knee, and then after that, uh, Loki starts. This is where Loki starts to wear down Ninja Mac with heavy strikes in the corner. Tries to keep him on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. really working him over. Uh, he's hitting them with gig- chops that ring out through the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's one point where he's able to, where uh, Ninja Mac is able to reverse one of those. And, uh, he actually, it's after because, uh, at one point Loki takes Mac down, mm-hmm. but then he goes, he goes to like pick him up again and Ninja Mac from the floor, like gets enough leverage to like 
pop himself up and hit an Insiguri from the ground. Damn. And kick Loki in the head and starts getting some offense in. Like, he starts landing, uh, like, he, he lands, like, a, a flip, like, a flipping back kick. He hits a takedown, uh, hits a, he, he takes down Loki, and then he goes up to the top rope, and he hits a 450 splash. Goes for the pin. Uh, Loki kicks out. Mm-hmm. Then, Loki goes for his finisher. Uh, okay. But, uh, I'm sorry, Matt goes for his finisher, but Loki reverses it into, like, a victory roll. But instead of pinning him, he just, like, hops off of him and then just lands a double stomp straight to Mac's oh. chest. Uh, then Loki is able to hit a cart, uh, after Ninja Mac kicks out, he's in the corner. Mm-hmm. Then Loki, hit- Loki, not Ninja Mac, hits a cartwheel roundhouse kick Oh, to Ninja Mac, giving him a taste of his own medicine. He's had enough of this bullshit. Yeah. Uh, then after that roundhouse kick, Loki goes up to the top for his finisher, which is like the, the coup de gras, basically. Mm-hmm. I forgot, I forgot what he called it, but it's just a double stomp. Yeah, goes for that, uh, but he, Mac is able to roll out of the way, and he lands on his feet and rolls through, and when he rolls through, he turns around, and Ninja Mac just charges at him with, like, a flying European uppercut. Oh. And takes him down. Then, Mac, Ninja Mac goes to the top rope, goes, hit, goes for a 630, <laughs> looks like he gets it, but... Loki got his knees up. Oh. Loki got his knees up. So Mac gets up and he's like, oh, my back. You know, you know how they sell mm-hmm. it. And while he's selling it, Loki from the other, from the opposite corner just runs at him, l- nails him with a shotgun drop kick. Oh. Ninja Mac bounces off the, the turnbuckle, <laughs> lands on the ground. Loki goes to the top, hits the double stomp, gets the pin. Damn, he went through a lot of shit to get that, but he got it in the end. He yeah, got it. yeah. By that ending, that ending sequence was nuts, where they just kept reversing each other. It was awesome. Mm, sounds sick. By the way, that finisher's name is the Ghetto Stomp. The Ghetto Stomp. Yeah, that's it. Just an awesome match all around for these two. It was Sounded fast, like pa- it. It was fast paced. There was no like. Re- there was really no like downtime besides that in the beginning, where after they did like that really cool spot mm-hmm. where they kind of like let the crowd cool down a little bit. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like they were like eyeing each other down. Mm-hmm. For a while, but other than that, this match was fast-paced, front to back. Uh, these two were just kick- kicking the crap out of each other, and it was uh, absolutely worth the watch. So I'm gonna give this one a high meh. Nice. Yeah, yeah, very, very solid. Uh, not quite mark out territory, but very, very good match nonetheless. And I uh, definitely am glad I watched it. Go check it out over on, I believe it's on Title Match Wrestling. Nice. Indeed, it's on. It's on Title Match Wrestling's YouTube channel. Over there, Loco Wrestling, Loki versus Ninja Mac, uh, definitely worth it. To say an anime, Naisu. Naisu. All right. Is that both of our matches out of the way this week? Yes, it is. Then, let's get to the match we both took a look at. Zach, why don't you tell us what it is since you picked it this week? This match is Best Bros are, Bi- are Balian Aki and Mei Suruga versus the Shin Suzuki and Chie Koishikawa at Choka nice. Pro Wrestling. Choco Pro, a promotion run by Emmy Sakura. I saw this on fucking Twitter, and I was like, what? Where is, what is this? And I watched the first five minutes of their promotion, and I already knew I was going to have a good time. Nice. It's a very good vibe for this promotion. But let's talk about the environment for this match. Yeah, 
Let's talk about how it wasn't your usual wrestling setting for this one. Mm. Uh, they were wrestling in, like, a classroom, I want to say. It was like a classroom or, like, a dance studio, but it had, like, a single, like, mat, like a wrestling mat on the ground pressed against a wall with, like, two sliding windows on the wall, and that was it. That was it. No ring, no ropes, no nothing. Just this, just this, like, gymnastics mat. And a yeah, couple like it, windows, and that was that was what they wrestled on. It was def- the definition of minimalism. Yeah. And hey, you know what? It worked out. Yeah, it did. Worked so this out match starts off with May and Chie going back and forth, exchanging wrist locks, until May jumps off the fucking windowsill and arm drags Chie. And while she gets up, like when she gets up, like May is like, "Yeah, I'm so great," and she just screams in her face, <laughs> and yeah. like. There's, like, a moment where they're staring at each other, and, like, you could tell that things are about to get really fucking heated in about two seconds, so Shin and Aki both, like, oh, whoa, 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 and they just get them both out of the ring before it gets too serious, too fast. They mm-hmm. just tag themselves in. Some of the other women, Shin and Aki, go back and forth exchanging holes until Shin uses the windowsill to arm drag Aki. Very similar to the beginning, and then tags Chie in. Yes. He tries to arm drag Aki, but is not strong enough to do so, so she calls in Shin. Shin tries to help, but is quickly stopped by May, who runs in and clubs him over the back. Following up on this. Get him. Yeah, exactly. They're best bros. You gotta have your back from your bro. <laughs> so May beats up Chie while Aki beats up Shin. The two then go for double cattle mutilations, which is May finisher the apple mutilation. And while May locks hers in on Chie, Shin just handstands so Aki ends up just falling off him to the ground. Mm-hmm. And granted, as he's handstanding, May sees this, lets go, looks at him, and then dropkicks him and just knocks him to the ground. Yeah. So back in the ring and in control, Best Bros proceed to just decimate the arms of Chie. While also getting in some neat tag team spots here. I think my Beautiful. favorite point here for me, Mikey, I don't know about you, was uh, when May runs at Aki and Aki like, lifts her up kind of like a like an ice skating team does. Yeah. And then she just... He just throws her forward so she drops and just double stomps uh, Chie on while she's laying on the ground. Yeah, that was some solid double team work. There was some there was some good like double team moves in this one that mm-hmm. made that it made me think of, you know. Yeah. Uh we'll, we'll get to some more later, yeah, but especially they, like, like that was one. That was one indeed. So after this spot, we get an innovative use of the window by May, even though they've already run off the window, she decides to get all the use she can get out of these windows. Which is so funny. I love I love that these windows I love that these windows became like the ropes. Yep. So like she goes out of the window she opens the window, grabs Chie's arm, jumps out the window and hangs her arm over the I even have it written down here as the top rope, Mikey. Even though really it's just the windowsill. Yeah. And then she, she does takes, like the hot shot of her arm just over the window. Mm-hmm. Then she takes like the sliding door and pushes it into Chie's arm. Now the ref is like, no, 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 you can't do that. So May's like, oh hold on. <laughs> So she goes to the other window and opens it up and pushes it into Chie's arm. <laughs> yup. And she's just like arguing the ref, like, what do you mean? I got the other I'm just one. opening this one. I just want to get back in. As Chie's screaming in pain. And eventually she's like, all right, all right, fine. So she <laughs> opens up the window a bit, gets on the window so and like jumps off and just kicks Chie in the back. Yup. Then Aki takes over. Grinds Chie's arm down for a bit until she ducks a chop from him and double palm strikes him. And then it's an incredibly, I've written here, an incredibly cool looking swinging arm DDT. Mm -hmm. Arm drag. Sorry. Holy shit. I thought about something else and it just (laughs) spilled over. Holy shit. 
<laughs> no but worries. she follows it up with a drop kick, which knocks him down. And it's at this point that finally she tags Shin in. I gotta Shin say, gets the hottest of hot tags. I gotta say, massive fucking props to those involved because I actually got really excited and hyped and was like really looking forward to her getting the hot tag in for Shin. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's fucking go. Best bros being assholes. Yeah. God. So Shin gets in. He immediately knocks both the best bros down before hitting Aki with several heady strikes. His chops sounded fucking fantastic. Yes, they fucking did. They sounded great. He mm-hmm. was just. He was just like. He was. He came in hot. Yes, he fucking did. And because this is a small ass room, you could when you heard the chops, you know there was no. There's no fake in that fucking sound. <laughs> yeah. Just that's true. Just thunk every time. Thunk. So then he single leg takes down Aki face first, flips him over, picks him up, and then flatlines him, which yeah. I thought was awesome. Yeah. This is the first time, like, really this match that Aki was getting, like, thrown around. Yeah. Him and uh, Mei were pretty much dominating a lot after the uh, bit of the early exchange. So then Shin locks in a stretch muffler. But Aki's not only able to get out of it, but he locks in a single leg Boston Crab. And honestly... <laughs> The way Shin was selling this, you'd think he that someone was tearing his leg off. Like he was dying in this fucking ring, in this mat, and I loved it. I was really impressed by it. Yeah. And then I like how the way he escaped was he had to like crawl off the mat so the ref counted him as out of the ring so that he had to let go. It was a rope break. It was a, yeah, it's equivalent Quote of a unquote. rope break. So then they square up before exchanging heavy strikes just one by one with each other. A rope break with no rope. <laughs> wrestling without any ring <laughs> however while shin keeps this up with aki aki is just briefly every time getting like just this quick upper hand by hitting like a slick combination where he kicks his leg slaps him on the back of the neck and then chops him as he reacts to it they go back and forth more and more until aki tries to kick shin's head off and shin just straight up punches him in the in the gut and takes the wind out of him jeez and then he winds up to hit a running strike, but Aki catches him and hits a massive boss man slam into a backbreaker. Which he follows up with by jumping Spider-Man style onto both windowsills so his arms are splayed out with his legs. And then he fl- jumps back and flips around so that he can basically do a splash on the shin. Yeah, it was I, it was awesome. I it was like the, the, the spider splash. It was I think they called it right. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was on commentary, but you said it. In, you said spider splash. I'm like I fucking love this promotion. That <laughs> that's the name of that move. Because <laughs> he did the thing like you were a kid where you would find like you know like when you would find like a door that was like a like a doorway that was mm-hmm. kind of open and you would like do the thing where you put your hands on it and Stick go up. your hands up. out. Yeah. Like, clap as high as you can. And you go up. Yeah, it's like what he did, basically, except he got a, uh, a wrestling move off of it. Yep. <laughs> then Aki tries to run off the wall again and senton onto Shin, but Shin moves out of the way. So Aki's now... His, his back is hurt briefly, and they go back and forth again, this time ending with Shin hitting Aki with a northern-like suplex. Mm-hmm. Then, which, which looked gorgeous, by the it way. It did. Then Shin goes for a co-ride, and we get this awesome spot. I'll let Mikey take us over, because this is a good tag team spot that I think that you would like. To yeah, this is a cool spot. He goes for the he goes for a code red, but while he's going for the code red, like, Aki is, like, fighting it, and then finally Aki, like, is able to hook Shin's arms, mm-hmm. so he has Shin on his back, and this is when he tags in, uh, he tags in May, and May <laughs> jumps up on the, the window again, and, like, double hits, like, uh, she, like, 
she like double uh what's the, the double axe handle that's the thing mm-hmm. she like d- hits a double axe handle on uh shin's back while aki is holding him and then aki hits an alabama slam just fucking destroyed this man yeah they just like pew pew got him gave mm-hmm. him the old one two I thought it was a gory special, but I might be wrong. Was it a gory special? Probably. I never know the name of it. I always mix up a gory special and an Alabama Slam. Oh, well, it's it's not too hard. Alabama Slam, you they they um you gotta like slam them forward. Gory special, right? Yeah, yeah. You're back. right. It was you were absolutely you were absolutely right. It was a gory special. Not oh, Alabama good. I, I was like, am I? I'm like, I might. No, have it was a gory it. special. Not. A, I, I I always get the two mixed up. Ah, that's fair. I mean, there's a lot of moves in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I get him fucked up all the time. I like. <laughs> Like, after they did this big move, they then did, like, their signature handshake, and Aki's like, best bros, right here, we know what's up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, after a, after a double-team move like that, why not, right? Mm-hmm. I think they try to double-team Shin again, right? They do, but I think at this point he's able to get out of it, and he gets to tag into Chi. Yes, he chi. fights yeah. them both back off, gets Chi back in, she rapidly chops... <laughs> like, she rapidly chops Mei several times, and then goes for, like, a huge, like... Double-handed chop, but may like bridging ducks it, like kind of like the Matrix. <laughs> she <laughs> literally lands in a bridge. She looks at he's like, yeah, fuck this, and she just pulls her legs out from underneath her. Which, was, this... which was so funny. <laughs> like I loved it. Like <laughs> May just did this really cool like bridging dodge, and she's like, no, 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 and just kicks her legs out. Then we get this kind of eerily dark part where she gets onto May's chest, like, gets her knees under her arms so she can't move, and then she just clasps her hand over her mouth like she's trying to sh- choke the life out of her. <laughs> Literally like that. <laughs> I remember being like, what? I remember, I think someone in the chat was like, ooh, it's a dark side of Men of Chia. I was like, this is a thing? A murderer side? I'm like, what? <laughs> Granted, the way that she was trying her heart out with her, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a side of her that was willing to go hard. Yeah. So then she goes for a stretch muffler on May, but May drop toe holds her and double stomps her back. And she goes for, I think it was going to be a sliced bread, but she blocked it. So now the two basically have their arms interlocked with each other, trying to uh, backslide pin the other one. Mm-hmm. I'll never get over the name of that move. Sliced bread. It's just Sliced funny. bread and sliced bread number two. It's just funny. I know, mm-hmm. no, I know what it is. It's, just a fun, it's like a name. Like, why sliced bread? Yeah, exactly. Like, why? Why did you go with? I guess. I guess it's because of the saying, like the best thing since sliced bread. You know? Oh, that would make sense. So that, that's what I assume it came from. That's fair. So they then, after they struggle back and forth, it ends up being May who gets the upper hand. Chie kicks out. They quickly get back to their feet, and Chie ends up taking control thanks to back-to-back drop kicks. Mm-hmm. She then gets onto the windowsill, but May does. Everything in her power to stop her from doing any, like anything from the top of this windowsill. She slams her injured arm into the wall, hangs the injured arm over the windowsill by pushing her out the fucking window. <laughs> yup. Then May tries to hit her, and Chie gets out of the way. And Shin, like the good partner he is, comes in and holds May still in a backbreaker so that Chie can double axe handle her uh, in the chest as payback for before. Off the yep, the, the old double team backbreaker. So Aki breaks up the pin on May. So Shin and Chie double team him, which ends up with Shin handstand mule kicking Aki in the face, and then him catapulting Aki into into Chie, who double palm strikes him in the chest. Mm-hmm. Another cool double team maneuver from a team that do- apparently is not an like an actually established tag team. They worked well together. Yeah. 
The chair then picks May up. The two beat the hell out of each other in an exchange of stiff strikes and chops. As Joshi. I expect from Joshi girls. They know what's up. And then May ends this after she starts to attack the injured arm of Chie, and then she launches her off the wall before locking in apple mutilation. The apple mutilation. The apple mutilation. Apple mutilation. I forgot she calls it that. I think she has, like, I think one of her finishers is a cutter that she calls the apple cutter, but I might be wrong Why about that. Why is everything based around apple? Because she's, she's the sweetest apple. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Silly me. I, I <laughs> How can I forget? Up anything I learned about her from the AEW Japan tournament because she was in that tournament and Excalibur did a really good job of explaining who they were. Of course, of course he did. Because he's the man. So after she's got an apple mutilation, Chie does escape it, and as May tries to lock in the apple mutilation again, she's able to roll her up, and then as May kicks out, locks in a stretch muffler. And. Mm-hmm. They then have to exchange roll-ups here as May basically... He, she keeps trying to lock in. Like, she locked it in for, like, a second. And May then rolled her up. And they just keep trying to roll each other up. Until finally, yes. she gets a deep lock-in on this. Like, to the point where she's, like, almost got her hands clasped together. Which, at that point, is... You're you're done, basically. Is what they were selling it like. Mm-hmm. And then, just as she's clasping it's like, she gets it in for, like, two seconds. And it looks like May's gonna tap out. Aki breaks up the save like the bro he is. Mm-hmm. Shin valiantly tries to stop Aki, but Aki instead ducks his strike, super kicks him in the face. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, Shin. Slaughters him as Chie knocks Mei down with the strike. And then Chie jumps off of Mei to jumping strike Aki, but Aki dodges it, rolls forward, and together, Best Bros then roll Chie onto the floor and roll her up for the win. For a double team pin attempt, which was great. I've never seen it. Or I've, I, I rarely see it, but I loved it. Yeah, the double the, the double roll-up pin was very cool. I also like, by the way, I don't know if you watched after, but I decided to see what would happen after the main event. And they uh, apparently, uh, I think every after every episode, they have a rock-paper-scissors tournament to see who gets to eat a piece of the Choco Pro chocolate. The Choco... Wait, there's Choco Pro chocolate. I guess I should have guessed that there's chocolate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Sh- I'm not sure if it's, like, actually their brand or if it's just it with the logo, but I know they have a Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament, and I was very entertained that that was how they closed the show out. Now I want chocolate. Chocolate is the shit. Now I Honestly, want some, dude, like... I just want some, like, dark chocolate now, you oh, know what I mean? Dark chocolate's the best! I'm so glad someone agrees with me. Uh, dude, in my household, like... Some people hate dark chocolate. That drives... That, that makes me it. crazy. My mom raised ever... me... Right. Like, so, at at Trader Joe's, they have super dark chocolate, and it's fucking awesome. That sounds delicious. It's like 75% cacao, which Holy is like... Shit. <laughs> so, it's like... It has... It's like extra bitter dark chocolate, and it's... it was To me, I loved it. I thought it was so, so good. I need to try that one these days. Yeah, go to Trader Joe's. They have super dark chocolate, and I also had the peanut butter and jelly chocolate bars, which are also Ooh. good. It was just like a chocolate. It was like a chocolate bar, like split into segments, and each segment had peanut butter and jelly on the inside of the chocolate. Mm-hmm. So good. This sounds delicious. It it, it it was Trader Joe's had Trader Joe's uh, has some bomb candy. Like, mm-hmm. so Mikey, what'd you think of this match? I liked it a lot. It was a- uncon- unconventional. Uh, in a lot of different ways, not just the not just the setting, but it had an unconventional ending. Two seemingly unconventional teams here, uh, and a cool new promotion. You know, like mm-hmm. a lot, like a lot of it was, and it was. I thought it was very well done, even though, like, even though there was no ring and it wasn't our usual wrestling setting, and it was. I thought it was uh, pretty cool. Nice. I I love this match. In case you can't tell, yeah. Like I had a, such a good time watching this match. 
And I just like the vibe in general that this promotion just gave off. I was like, I fuck with this. Yeah. I fuck with this very much. It just feels so lighthearted, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so much wrestling just feels so serious and deep, and it's like, sometimes it could just be fun. It's just a fun-ass time. And apparently, I-, I read into this, too. This uh, There was, like, a promo after this where they talked, and apparently these two have, like, Chie and May, I think specifically, have fought for the titles of Chuka Pro for a while along with Aki. And this was, like, Don't they have? They, aren't they tag team champions somewhere? Yeah, I believe so. They are... I can't remember off the top of my head. Ah, fuck. Mm. I'll you keep talking. I'll look into it. You know, I I I love this match. I only and I only knew one of the people going into this match, and I came out of it going like, I need to watch some matches from everyone involved. I know Aki just had a match too at uh oh, I forgot what the promotion was called. Give me a second. They are the Asia Dream Tag Team Champions. Yes, and. Aki had his match at... I totally am not stalling for time. Totally not stalling, totally not stalling at Gone Pro, I believe it was. Okay. Uh, I, I want to watch a match of his because apparently he's also great outside of this promotion, according to some of the comments. So I'm, I want to see how he's like, like as a single competitor, too. Because mm-hmm. he was great in this match. I thought he did a great job selling. I thought he did a great job just playing up the heel roll of it. It's good. Yeah, it was it was all very solid. I I don't know about you. I'm giving the match a mark out. I really liked it. Like I had I it, it, I went from going like having a pretty good day to having a great day after watching it. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it a high mat. I it didn't give me that mark out feel, but I see where you're coming from, and I none it, and I'm not gonna disagree that it was a good match because it was absolutely a great match. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it the high map because it just didn't give me that markout feeling, but I'm glad you, you liked it that much. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, before I forget, apologies if I, for some reason, butchered, or if I somehow butchered any of the people in this match's names at all. Uh, really sorry if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, this one was uh, good. It's good. And sorry for any game butchering. <sighs> anyway... That's all of our matches out of the way this week, so that just leaves us with two more things left on this show, and those are the previews of next week and the Double Down. The Double Down. This is the segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and bring you mat- uh, watch matches from each other's perspectives. Zach, who started off on the Double Down last week? You did. All right, so what match did I give you to you, watch this week on the Double Down? You gave me Matt Mikowski against Matthew Justice at Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Terminal uh, combat, baby. In a terminal combat match. <laughs> how did how did you like that one? I liked it a lot. It was a simple, well-told, enjoyable match by two guys who did a good job of not only blending each other's style together, but also letting each other look good at what they specialize in and what they do best. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, I'm just going to say that I love the rules of terminal combat. I love the concept of it. I'm also the same boat though with you, though, where I'm like, I really wish the first part was like a couple minutes longer. Because five minutes felt a bit short, but that's just me. I like my catch mm-hmm. style wrestling. So yeah, in case a, I, it, it should have been longer, I think yes. still. So in case any of you don't know what terminal combat rules are, like I didn't last week, it's basically that the first five minutes of this match are about as close to a legit wrestling match as you can get. Rope breaks, have to listen to the ref, no open, no a closed fist strikes, the whole nine yards. It's got point system and everything. But after that five minutes, people people can't voluntarily. Keep uh, people can't voluntarily leave the ring. That too. 
And yeah. there was there was there was more, but there's a whole yeah. list. But basically, it's like it's the most wrestling of a wrestling match you could have. Yeah. But then after those five minutes is when terminal combat starts. Oh yeah. No rules. Use of weapons are encouraged. No match rope breaks be, anymore. Basically, yeah, match got to win by either pinfall, submission, or knockout. Mm-hmm. I also love how like while this is the first part of this match happening, they have like a big ass like this much time till terminal combat. Yeah, they have, like, the announcer, too. She's like, there is five minutes until terminal mm. combat. And it's like, fuck yeah. I like it when she announced, she's like, it's terminal fucking combat. I was like, that's right. This is like, this hell yeah, it is. Shit. Got me fucking ready to go. So I I like the, the simple but effective story in the first five minutes of this match. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously, Mikowski being a legit MMA fighter, he's going to dominate the early portions of this match. Yeah. But on the flip side of this, Justice knows this, so basically for the whole t- five minutes of this, he does everything in his power to be a little shit and waste as much time as he can for this portion of the match. So that he can it's get to Justice the hard- surviving until he can get to the weapons. So yeah. he gets to the weapons and he can get where he thrives. Meanwhile, Mikowski is just getting more annoyed because he's just blatantly hiding on the ropes and he's like, Ref, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this, this is my time to shine. He's letting it fucking hide. I have this five minutes to be the best and he's taking it from me. I love how after how like when the five minutes was up, he fucking the two of them were fighting, and he just sent him and Mikowski flying out of him because he knew that he was in a really bad spot. And the yeah, because Mikowski had a rear naked on him, and he was just and, and Justice was just like holding him on his back. And then as the as the clock was ticking down towards terminal combat, Justice just like yeets him, yeets him and Mikowski out. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I mean, that's a way to do it. And I like how, like, when the siren went off, it was like a fucking... It was like a tactical nuke in, Call, in like, Modern Warfare going off. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> tactical nuke incoming. It's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What a great... What a great thing. I loved it. All right, so out of the ring, of course, as you all know, um, or as you can all tell... Shit gets violent. Yes, it does. Justice is in his prime. So he just fucking brutalizes Mikowski with everything he can get from a kendo stick to a fucking chair to a door, which doesn't fucking break when he sentons onto him from outside, into the outside of the, like, from the ring to the outside, which made me deeply sad. But, you know, it happens. On that note, I want to say that the spot where Justice is like, Kendo me, Gary, and then Gary just perfectly tosses the Kendo and he catches it with one hand over Mikowski's yep. body. Fucking badass as fuck. I love that part. Which then brutalized Mikowski in the middle of the ring with before switching hitting with the door with just a broken door. Just a hat, just like a half of a door. I like how when he's beating Mikowski, Mikowski then fucking catches the door and then mm-hmm. beats him with the door and the Kendo stick. Which I have to say, I loved how these two were just swinging for the fucking fences in this match. Like, oh, they were absolutely. Yeah, no no mercy. No mercy at all, and I loved it. Now, let's talk about the gi spot for a second. Fun fact, I actually used to do a little bit of judo in college, Mikey. Oh, really? And I learned a decent amount from my sensei. And one of the things I learned from him is that there are some chokes where you can use your gi if you can lock it in. And, uh, spoiler Like, they- legally? Yes. Wow. It is difficult to do because you have to get them locked with the gi, but it fucking sucks when you get one locked in on you. I've had it on me, and it's very hard to breathe. So when I saw Mikowski yeah, whip out the gi, I was like, oh, oh. No. when he t- and he immediately tried to put on a choke, I was like, oh, shit. Going- you know, I'm glad you had that context, because for me, that 
uh, him putting on the gi was for me was the equivalent of Kurt Angle pulling down the straps, right? Like that's it, how I, 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 my brain was like, oh, Mikowski's getting serious now. Yeah, it, I didn't oh, know it, it was like a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but you are you are correct. It is him getting serious because once he gets that locked in, if he has that locked in and Justice can't get out, he's pretty much fucked. Which was evident because. Which is why I understand now why the moment he locked us in, Justin smacked him so hard with a kendo stick that it fucking shattered and a shard ended up in, a fu- in the fucking door in the corner. That's <laughs> so crazy. I fucking loved it. Just I was a like, random oh shard of the kendo stick was like, swooping. <laughs> like a dart. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And then I love the finish of this match, which was Justice Death Valley driver Mikowski through the door. And as he's sitting there, and he's like, ha ha, yeah, I fucking outsmarted him. I win. Fucking J- Mikowski, like the goddamn Terminator. Is like, like nothing fucking happened. Bitch, just stands what'd you up. say? Sits <laughs> up, wraps his gi around him, locks his neck in, just fucking rips onto him. Immediate tap out once he has it locked in. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Really good for the tone of the match. Just a fun match that I enjoyed. Get a high man for me. Good nice. fucking time. It was I, absolutely brutal. I need more Terminal Combat matches. Like, whoever made that, that is a fucking Right? Awesome it's such a cool stipulation. I love that stipulation. Oh, it's great. I just love every... I love the countdown. I love the announcements where it's like, two minutes until Terminal Combat. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sounds so sick. And then the alarm goes off when it's time. And, yeah. not, and it's not just like... The alarm goes off, and then they're like, oh, okay, let me grab weapons out from under the ring. No, this ring is, like, a foot off the ground. So, like, as soon as Terminal Combat starts, like, a team of people from Paradigm's, like, backstage crew just come out with weapons, which makes it look so much sicker. Because Mm -hmm. you have this line of people coming in with all these weapons that it's, like... Ah, it's time. It's time for the fun. More yeah, fun. right? Like, it's so it's so much cooler than just being like, okay, it's time for you to kill each other. Go ahead, get your own weapons. And they then like, okay, hold on. Let me look they, under the ring. It's like, no, it's so sick. It. All the bells like and an army, Like, an army of crew members comes out marching with a bunch of weapons for them to use. Like, here you go. Kill each other. Right? Like, finish him. Awesome. Fucking awesome. <laughs> All right. Alright, so for the double down match you gave me this week, I got Moose versus Mysterious Q uh from Impact versus Reality of Wrestling. Yep. Uh and man, this match was crazy. Yeah, it was. These two uh killed each other. Killed yeah. each other. Accurate. Yeah. yeah, I don't wanna like a uh the, the one of my favorite parts of this match is when they're doing the handshake in the beginning and Moose just flips off Mysterious <laughs> yeah. Q. Brazen asshole. Fucking what a dick. Mm-hmm. And then he starts the match off with some big chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Q, at one point, Q finally takes Moose down, but then when he does, Moose just, like, kips up and is like, is that all you got? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, good, great. Fantastic. I, I did all that work and he told me to go fuck myself. Yeah. Excellent. Uh... Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it because Zach did a great job last week. So if you want to listen to a more in-depth review of this match, go check out last week's episode where Zach talks about it in in depth and uh, does a very great good job. Aww. So the, uh, there's other so, uh, some other spots I do like though, where when Q knocked Moose to the outside and then hit him with uh, hit Q hit him with a tope. Mm-hmm. That was sick. Yeah. Uh, the, the spot where the spot where Moose slips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and low blows Q. 
was very good. I fucking love that spot so much. I it I you even it was it was done so well that even though I knew it was coming, I still almost missed it. Like <laughs> I saw him slip and I was like, "Oh no, he fell." And then I was like, "Wait a minute." And then I rewinded it and yeah. watched it again and watched him just kick kick his cue right in the nuts and I was like that was the smoothest slow <laughs> blow I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, I loved it so much. It was so good. Mm-hmm. This is when he throws him into the corner and he bounces off the fucking corner back into the middle of the ring. He just like yeah, he like does like the the power throw right mm-hmm. for fucking WWE two K games and just like absolutely yeets him into next week. Mm-hmm. And Q just bounces off the turnbuckle. Uh, another sh- another one I like is when uh, Q lands the the cartwheel in Seguri, which was yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. The cartwheel in Seguri gets into big offense and then uh, hits Moose with like a German suplex, which looked great. Mm-hmm. There was the one point where Q tried to run the ropes and uh, Moose just, like, runs in and meets him with a knee. Mm-hmm. And then Q goes for the, the gory bomb, isn't able to get it, because uh, Moose reverses. And Moose reverses, but then Q hits a huge clothesline and uh, an F-16, but Moose kicks out. Then he goes for the Q cutter, lands it, Moose kicks out. Mm-hmm. And then Moose finally nails that final uh, no jackhammer needed to get the victory at the end. Fucking name. Yeah, I was just going over some of the spots I enjoyed this match. I wasn't going to go, like I said, I didn't go too in-depth here or too crazy with it because I didn't want to take Zach's uh, Zach's thunder there. But uh, the match was very good. Go check it out. If you uh, want the TLDW, go listen to last week's episode. (laughs) Would you rate it? Uh, I'm gonna give it. It's tough. I'm between. I'm I'm between the high man and the mark out because this match was, was very too. very good. I'm gonna give it the mark out. I'll nice. give it. There. I'll, I'll get it there. Yeah, this match was very very good. These two. Uh, these two put on quite the show, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And straight. Yeah. So that is that is uh, this week's episode of uh, Independent Waters. Uh, we went through the double down. We went through all of our matches, and that is everything. So now. We are going to give you a little sneak preview of what's coming up next week. Zach, what matches are you bringing to the table for us next week? I've got Red Scorpion versus Bambi Killer in a title versus title <laughs> match at BWT or... Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Bambi Killer? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the name you go homie. The Bambi Killer. The Bambi Killer. Unbelievable. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. And then I've got the Insidious One versus Phoebe at Rise at uh, I believe it's was it Rise Wrestling at Rise yeah at Rise at Rise. Nice, I like uh, Rise. Rise is good. We've Rise had some good, good matches from. We've had some good matches from Rise. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of either of these two, so I am I'm hopeful that this will give, bring me some new faces to look up. Mm, indeed. What about you? Well, you I I brought to the table uh, Lance Archer. Taking on Alex Zane from Warrior Wrestling. And another Aussie wrestling match from no other than Melbourne City Wrestling. Jessica Troy taking on Kelly Ann at Ballroom Brawl 2021. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. And of course, yes. And of course, we have our surprise match, which I picked. I'm very excited about. So tune in 
tune in next week. Well, I mean, hopefully. Of course it's going to be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, the surprise match next week is very... We're both very excited about it, so tune in next week for that to hear what it is. Or go follow us on Twitter at CountoutPod, where we tweet uh, all of our thoughts on the wrestling world and the world in general, and you can keep up with all of our uh, all of our all the things going on with the Counter Network over there. And that's where we like to hang out and talk. So if you ever want to get in touch with us, that's the best place to do it. Uh, you can also go check out our website, CountoutPod.com, uh, where we have all kinds of stuff. We have articles. We have a store where you can buy all your merch. Uh, we got T-shirts. We got stickers. We got all kinds of stuff over there. Go check it out, CountoutPod.com. And over there, you could also, uh, uh, you could, you also subscribe to the podcast for five dollars a month. And with your five dollar a month uh, donation or subscription, you can split that up however you want to whatever podcast you want, and uh, we'll divide it up as you wish. So you have full control over that. And of course, your five dollars gets you a membership, which lets you access exclusive count-out member audios that you can only get for subscribing to the network. Uh, audios I think you would really enjoy, and you should go check it out over there. Uh, your subscription money will go to or towards, of, of course, website fees, improving the podcast, getting better equipment so we can step up our production game, all kinds of fun stuff. You know, this this stuff's not free, and it's a lot of hard work, and we would really appreciate it if you can go subscribe over at countoutpod.com slash memberships. Uh, but if not, we just appreciate you being here. Give us a, give us the, those five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. Or, you know, just download and subscribe wherever you wherever you do listen to podcasts. Anything helps, you know? And we really appreciate anything or any downloads, any subscriptions, anything you could do like that. That'd be awesome. Uh, and we have some more stuff to plug, such as... I'm drawing a blank on other stuff to plug. The YouTube channel, uh, you can go check out, Canada Wrestling Podcast Network. We have a bunch of fun videos over there. We, we post our replays over there of uh, Happy Hour and Ring Post Radio, uh, which you can also watch live over on twitch.tv slash countout if you want to watch us do live stuff. Uh, we do live stream every Saturday morning and Thursday night for the respective shows on those days. Uh <laughs> So, if you want to come hang out with us live on Twitch, hang out and chat. Uh, Twitch.tv slash countout every Thursday night at 8.30 uh, and every Saturday morning at, like, I think 10? I don't really remember. But, lots of fun stuff here on the Countout Network. Uh, you have plenty plenty of content for you, uh, whatever, whatever uh, floats your boat. I'm sure we got it, so come subscribe and be a subscriber and join the wonderful Countout family. We would really appreciate it. Uh, and I believe that about wraps it up for plugs. Zach, you got anything? No. Didn't think so. So that, that just leaves me with, that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there is a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs>
This has been a Countout Podcast.